your name is Linda Edwins, and you're the mayor of London. You're at your doctor's office, sick with a new illness, and you're getting tested for it. The doctor comes out with a clipboard. Well, it's the bubonic plague. You're shocked at the result. And you have a 99% chance of recovery. Welcome to Imagine If, the alternate history podcast. I'm your host, Brody Burton. Welcome to Imagine If, the alternate history podcast. Today's episode explores two interesting concepts. The first is the Black Plague, also called the Bubonic Plague. For those of us scared of the COVID-19 pandemic, imagine this. You're infected with the Black Death. Symptoms include bruising across your entire body, cells in your neck dying, and at least a week-long hospital stay. Today, the Black Death infects around 650 people a year, mostly in Madagascar, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and Peru. In the United States, on average, seven cases are reported a year, usually in the rural regions of the western U.S. The last time anyone had the plague in Canada was 1939. In the U.K., no cases have been reported since the First World War. However, it wasn't always this way. In 542, the plague arrived in Constantinople, now Istanbul, and the Byzantine and Sassanian empires were affected by the plague of Justinian, named after the Byzantine emperor. Then, in 1347, the bubonic plague moved into a port in Ukraine, from a port in Ukraine to the Italian peninsula, after the Mongols brought it to the region. Over the course of the next ten years, a third of Europe died. Even today, mortality rate of the plague untreated is between 30 and 90 percent. In comparison, the COVID-19 death rate in the United States is about 4 percent. Ebola is about 50 percent. Not surprisingly, only Native American populations were spared. However, they were affected by other diseases in the Columbian Exchange. But imagine if they weren't because those diseases weren't spread because all of Europe died of the plague. What if, instead of the old world colonizing the new world, the new world colonized the old? The year is 1348. Your name is King Edward III of England. Despite your English title, at the moment you're in Scotland, visiting King David II. Between the two of you, you have complete control of the British Isles. You've heard of a deadly disease in Europe that's already ravaging the population of Italy. You speak with King David II about as much. King David, I am concerned about what's happening in Italy. Our nation depends on trade at the peninsula, but in all honesty, I'm scared for my life. King Edwards, I'm scared for myself. I have a proposition. And what would that be? We shut down all trade outside the from the outside world and quarantine everyone. We do this until the Black Death dies out in Europe. I, I... The alternative is both of our deaths, you know this. The reports from Florence are very grim. Yes, 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 you're right. The conference between the kings and the British Isles led to the isolation of the British Isles from the very deadly plague. The British were in quarantine for five years, but when they came out of quarantine, they saw something shocking. 
Europe's population in 1340 was about 73.5 million people. After the British came out of quarantine, only 735,000 people were alive on the European continent. The plague had almost completely died out on the continent, but that didn't mean its impact was done just yet. You're a tribesman in the Beothuk tribe in Newfoundland. You're fishing right now off the islands in the north off the island's northeastern coast. A strange ship comes over the horizon with a white sail and a large wooden beam. As it comes closer to the coast, you see men with pale skin. Some of them have black spots upon them. You rush to your tribal leaders. Something seems wrong. Very wrong. A Swedish ship came upon the coast of Newfoundland in 1350, fleeing a plague-ravaged Europe. On that ship, some became infected with the plague, but the disease aboard the ship had mutated and become much less deadly. The plague killed about 20% of the Beothuk and spread throughout the native communities. Other technologies, such as equestrian arts and gunpowder, also were adopted by Native American communities. Between 1350 and 1400, Native American technology came to match the level of European technology. Meanwhile in Europe, Scotland had begun to colonize Norway and Italy, and England had tried to colonize the north of France. However, the 1440 expedition of troops under Montezuma I of the Aztec Empire, reaching France, sent shockwaves throughout the world. The Aztecs began to colonize France and northern Spain, Meanwhile, the Carib tribe in northeast South America and the Western Antilles colonized West Africa. The Beothuk colonized Scandinavia, and the Maya colonized the interior of Europe, including Italy. The remaining European nations were in a frenzy. England, Scotland, Poland, and Milan managed to survive. Wars between natives and Europeans didn't start until 1453 when Scotland and the Beothuk went to war. The port of Bergen was essential for trade in the North Sea, because, but it was important for another reason. Whoever controlled Bergen would inevitably control the British Isles. It had begun in the Scots hands since it had been in the Scots hands since thirteen seventy three, but the Beothuk were invading. Scotland's army had struggled to hold off the Beothuk invaders, and Bergen fell. Scotland's army attacked Iceland to isolate troops, and they successfully took the island. The war ended with Scotland controlling Beothuk's European provinces. In the British Isles, English was the dominant language before Native Americans reached Europe. And even then, English had spread across Europe, as most other, nation, most other languages had died out with their speakers. Native American languages were very unconsolidated, and English began to consume the entire world. By 1600, English was the dominant language of the entire planet. 1602 would prove to be a major pivot point in Native American colonization of Europe. Milan, the nation which controlled everything from Rome to the Alps, was home to the Pope. In 1602, the Pope issued a sanction on a religious group called Americhristianity. Americhristianity combined several Native American elements with Catholicism. 
However, the acceptance of American religions was not acceptable to Scotland and Britain, who with Milan, Poland, and Russia were the last European native nations standing. England and Scotland had worked closely together since the days of the first plague outbreak, and united into the into the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland and European possessions in 1610. The UK went to work went to war with the Beothuk in, in 1623, and this time conquered the entire nation, including the New World possessions of the Beothuk. However, the Beothuk would not be the only 15th century American nation to fall. A major player in the colonization game would collapse due to internal strife in 1687. You're a bodyguard of the Mayan king on the Yucatan Peninsula. Your job is very important. If the king dies as he is, he'll be without an heir and the kingdom will depend to descend into civil war. At the moment, he is, border he is boarding a chariot and another bodyguard is helping him in. Then the sound of a gunshot is heard from the temple. When you turn to look, you hear the king gasp for air. He's been sniped. The assassination of the king in the Mayan Empire led to the fall of the empire he ruled. Various factions clamored to power in North America, but in Europe the colonial possessions were seized by Milan and they founded the Neo-Roman Empire. In 1691, four years after the fall of the Mayan Empire, the Aztecs Aztecs in China came to head with the local merchants. In the port of Hong Kong, a brawl broke out. This would turn to a full war. The Sino-Aztecan War initially was the Aztecs seizing the port of Hong Kong, but the Chinese were able to repel them and battle them into their colonial possession in Hawaii. The Chinese won there as well. As Chinese forces began to land on the North American continent in 1693, the Aztec went into a panic. They surrendered. China, with no want of colonizing, simply made the Aztecs cede their European possessions to the Neo-Roman Empire. This began to set trends. The Neo-Roman Empire was by no means stable. The Arabic population in the East clashed with the Christian West, and the Slavic nations in between didn't help. The empire collapsed in 1701 due to political instability. Italy had become the successor state to the Neo-Roman Empire, and hundreds of tiny nations formed in the mess of the collapse. Soon, African colonies began to revolt and became independent again. This was followed by the Freedom Movement in France and Germany. In, 16, in its 1740, most Native American possessions in Europe gained independence, but holdouts in Africa and the Balkans still existed. The United Kingdom wanted to capitalize on European gains over the last century. British Beothuk always clashed with the Iroquois League on exact borders, but this stayed peaceful until 1752 when the British took control of Lake Ontario. The lake was very important. The Iroquois were initially forced out, but in, 16 in 1765 they made a comeback. By 1767, all British gains in the Iroquois territory were voided. In 1772, the British surrendered. The Iroquois gained control of British Beothuk. Meanwhile, after the Sino-Aztecan War and during the Anglo-Iroquois War, Japan had gained an interest in colonizing as well. And they had colonized a region of North America in the space of Alaska, British Columbia, the Yukon, Washington, and Oregon. In 1803, they established 
Shintokyo, the largest Asian settlement in North America. Japan's colonization of North America continued into the present day, when it, with the second settlement where the Yokut tribe once was, Yuhiroshima. In the 19th, 20th, and 21st centuries, a slow but steady decolonization existed. Many of the oldest tribes in America and nations in Europe are transitioning to an elected imperial monarchy. The greatest example of this is the Aztec, who recently elected Emperor Montezuma the Sixteenth back in 2018. This has been an episode of Imagineth, the alternate history podcast, where we explore narratives of alternate universes. All content is fictional, any correspondence with a real-life person or place is accidental or is incidental. The views expressed are not necessarily the views of myself, any involved in the production of Imagineth or any person or organization mentioned. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Imagine If. If you'd like to dive deeper into this universe or into any other universe presented in our episodes, I invite you to go to our expanded show notes page, and a link is provided in the show notes. If you'd like to try your hand at writing newspapers, diary entries, or other things in our alternate universes, we have a forum on our website where you can do that. And please try your hand at writing Imagine If episodes, where we will host occasional contests and you may have a chance to get your writing on Imagine If. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitch, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to us now. Thank you.